you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. We are talking about prayer dimensions. Prayer what? Dimensions. Because prayer is the life of a Christian. Prayer is the livelihood of a Christian. And when you become a Christian, you, you don't just uh, become a Christian and then you wait to go to heaven. You, you, you don't become a Christian and then you wait for the day Jesus Christ will come for the church and then you go to heaven. There is more to Christianity. There is more to Christianity than there is about going to heaven. Christianity is really about bringing heaven on earth. Colonizing earth with heaven. So the heaven people are looking for, it has been charged with you as a Christian to bring it on earth. Are we together? Uh, I may not talk as far as you may think. Or probably it's a good to bad eye. You never know with these things. But I'm, uh, I, I, I want to talk to you pole pole too. Uh, and then we pray. I really want us to pray. Nivile tumtu haizi kosa kubiri kidogo. Haizi kosa kusomo mstari. There is no movement of God without in-depth, consistent prayer. And there is no genuine victory in this life without in-depth and consistent prayer life. The life of a Christian can only receive victory if prayer is part of the equation. There is the place for studying of the word of God, which is very important. But also there is a place which is also very important for prayer. And not just prayer, but a consistent prayer life. The reason why a lot of Christians today live a powerless life, an important life, is because of lack of prayer. James chapter 5 verse 16, the Bible says, confess, give me amplified. So the life of a Christian is really anchored from the place of prayer. Yes, uh, 516 James, the Bible says, confess one uh, to another, to one another therefore, you are false. That is your sleeps, you are false. Steps, 
your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another, that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. So, one of the things that really prayer does to a Christian is to attune your spirit man into the frequencies of heaven. Are we together? A lot of Christians today don't know how to hear God. There is a very small percentage of Christians who can tell you, I have heard God say. They cannot tell you, I have heard God say, and they are fearing if they tell you that, you will think that probably they are lying because they are not sure of their abilities to be able to hear God. And the reason as to, to why this happens is because people have not indulged, indulged themselves into the place of consistent prayer. So he says, when you pray, he says that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. There are, you know, heavens, the, the, the spiritual world operates in frequencies. So your heart and spirit man must be tuned to the frequency of heaven. Heaven is talking. Heaven is speaking to you and I. But the problem is because a lot of times we are not yielded to the place of the frequency. You get what I'm saying? So prayer heals your spirit man to, to, to get into the energies of the spirit realm. To be able to tune to the spiritual frequency. In other words, what we call discernment. So your mind, when he's talking about the mind here, is not the, 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 the conscious mind. He's talking about the subconscious mind. Can only be tuned in the place of prayer. You will be able to hear God when God has spoken. I hope you understand that God speaks even when he is silent. God's silence is something to you. God's silence is a word to you. When God speaks, even in silence, he is still saying something. So you have to really be tuned to the frequencies of heaven for you to be able to hear what God is saying even when he is silent. So, the harness, the earnest or heartfelt, continued, he is talking about consistency. The heartfelt, continued, you are praying. You are praying from the heart. You are praying. You are speaking to God. You are not speaking from your mind. And I will tell you how you are going to be able to pray from your heart and not from your mind. The heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. Are you a righteous man? No, talk to me. Are you a righteous man? So he says, one thing you must understand is that if you are a righteous man, that your heartfelt and continued prayer can make tremendous power available, dynamic. Do you know what this is saying? In its working. It's like an atomic bomb. 
placed somewhere, ready to explode anytime. So he says, your prayer, that prayer, your own prayer, he says, your heartfelt, continued prayer makes such power like an atomic bomb. Do you understand? So never ever think that you cannot pray for something to happen. But there are now times when our prayer doesn't yield results or is not effective. That is why we are talking about things like this. And that's why we have to place ourselves in a place of prayer because you know, anytime you put yourself to go into, to do something, to do a project, always look for the devil. He is right there trying to bring it down. Let me tell you, the devil was very okay with Jesus Christ as long as he was not following his mandate. The devil was very relaxed with Jesus Christ. You be born the way you want. You do, live the way you want. Go to Jerusalem the way you want. Do whatever you want. The way. But as long as you are not following your purpose of life, I, have, I, will, I will not bother you. But the day Jesus decided now is time. Now is time that I go. The Bible says, now Lucifer came. As long as you are doing nothing for your life, as long as you are not active about your ministry, as long as you are not active about your destiny, the devil will never bother you. Probably that is why the devil is not attacking you now. If you are not seeing the devil, if you have not met the devil, Probably you are working with him. So the devil will never bother you as long as you are not following your life. As long as you are not following the destiny that God called you to do. But the day you wake up and decide now is time. The Lord has called me. The Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel. Now look for the devil and you will meet him. Why am I saying this? We are starting many things. Now our Father in the Lord is about to be ordained into another position, to another place. <laughs> we are also having, to, we are going to start our lunch, our services. See, that's another place also that the devil is trying to, to push us back. So we have to put ourselves to a place of prayer. We also want to conquer and go and buy our own land. So all these things are carrying weight in the spiritual realm. So as a ministry, we have to put ourselves in the place of prayer. In the place of consistent, heartfelt, continued prayer. To conquer this thing. We don't just go like that and the devil doesn't fight anything. He will. Luke chapter 22, verse 2 and 3. The Bible says, And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to do away with Jesus. For they feared the people. But then, Satan entered somebody. <laughs> because the devil will always try to stop you before you start something. The new project. Anything you want to start, the devil will always try to bring you down. When it comes to prayer, there are Christians, there are, there are two different kinds of prayer lives. And one of them is 
reactive prayer life. This is the prayer life whereby something happens. The devil attacks you with sickness. And then now you rise up. You pray. You counterattack that one. The devil attacks your children. Then you rise up. You go for prayer and fasting. You pray for them. And then now you, you, you win the battle. The devil tries to, 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 to bring you down in your place of work. And then you rise up. And then you fight. And you win the battle. This is good. Because you exercise your authority against the enemy. However, you must choose to go way above that. Yes, First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. The Bible says, For a wide door of opportunity for effectual service has opened to me. There are great and promising ones, and there are many adversaries. There will always be adversaries. They will always be there. So, there is the reactive prayer life, whereby you wait for things to happen. You wait for things to happen. The Bible says that Daniel rose up when he saw the captivity of his people. And he rose up and he says, And I put myself to prayer and fasting and reading the books. And I understood by the prayer, by the, by the books. Because Daniel had seen that this is what is not supposed to be. The devil has attacked us way too long. The enemy has brought us down for a very long time. Now, really, is this what is supposed to be happening? There are times this happens. That you find yourself in a place whereby you react to what is happening. To the battles that are coming in. So when you come into that position, you react and you bring the devil down. You put the devil where he belongs. Daniel chapter 9 verse number 2. The Bible says, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the books the number of years which, according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet, must pass by before the desolation which had been pronounced on Jerusalem should end. And it was 70 years. But if you look at it, it was more than 70 years that these people had gone through captivity, through desolation. So he reacted to it. And the Bible says when he prayed, he summoned spiritual energy. He summoned his account in heaven for energy. And the angels of God operated and he won the battle. Praise the name of Jesus. However, now there is another level because of time. There is another level of active prayer life. Whereby now you pray whether anything is happening or nothing is happening. The first one, where it's reactive, you pray because things are happening. But there is another level you can go to where you pray and then you prevent these things from happening. You stop these things from happening. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You stop these things from happening. You can pray when your people get sick. But you can also pray such that your people now are prevent. The devil will advise himself. Tell him that one, don't touch. 
He touches you by mistake. He dies by correction. There is a level of prayer. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. The Bible says, Men ought always to pray and not to men ought always to pray. Meaning you pray consistently and not to faint. So number one, I want you to take point, uh, these three points. Men ought to men ought Luke chapter 18 verse 1 and he spoke a parable unto them to this end that men ought in other words ought means should right in other words it means that you should pray it is a command it is not a request it is a directive it is an order that you always pray always pray and not to faint. So, you should not think as a Christian that you pray uh, to get things. You don't just pray to get things. It's part of it, but it's just a basic level of understanding. First, get me back to that, that, that scripture where I was reading. Luke chapter 18. Uh-huh. So it says, men ought always to pray. So number one is a command to pray. And that prayer is not just prayer once. You pray always. Are we together? Praise Jesus. I'm going to preach a very short sermon. I have a few minutes now. Always to pray. So your prayer must be always. Up, always. Every time. And then he says, if you don't pray, you will faint. And not to faint. If you don't pray, you will faint. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17, he says, pray without easing. Pray without stopping. Always pray. Why? Because every time you want to be at a place where you are, you are, your spiritual faculties are alive to the, to the vibrations of heaven. Do you get this? To the place whereby you can hear God anytime. What God is saying. What God, if you get to understand this, there are times God will give you even leakages. Leakages to interviews, leakages to exams. Praise the name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 7. The Bible says, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be. Give me King James. Uh, give me Amplified. I told you today I just want to talk. Keep on asking. Keep on. 
Can we read that together? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. And the door will be opened to you. The first dimension I want to speak about, I'll only speak of three. The first dimension I want to speak about is that one. Keep on asking. It's called ask. Asking. The dimension to ask. When you go to pray before God, when you appear before God, I'm talking to you what you know actually. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to you of things you've heard of probably. So I want you uh, 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 to, to just follow. And then after that we will pray. So the first dimension is asking. Asking. When you enter the presence of God, you begin to ask of things that you have, you have needed, of things that you prayed for. This is a dimension where by now is the outer court. You remember when we were talking about the tabernacle? Yes. This is the outer court of the tabernacle. Whereby now you are just trying to move from your flesh and you are trying to put your spirit into a place where now it can follow unto God. And so now when you enter the first dimension of your prayer, he is asking, asking God, asking him of the prayer points that you have. The things that said, you said, these things are oppressing me. Now I want to go before God. And he said, ask and it shall be given unto you. Majority of times, let me give you the characteristics of this dimension. Majority of the times, this dimension of prayer is whereby you find yourself, you are full of the things that you want to get from God. Every, every human being has that side, right? There are things you want to, from God. And there are things you want God to act against in your life, right? So this is the dimension by which you are able to tell God, God, I don't have this kind of character in my life. Please remove it from you. Please help me to remove it. Please help me. Oh God, I need school fees. Oh God, I need this. I need to go. This is the dimension whereby you ask of God. Now, the, one of the characteristics of this dimension is that it's a very distracted dimension. It's a distracted dimension. Why? Because your mind, you know, the Bible says that the body is in constant battle with the spirit. Right? So there is no point that your body will ever tell you, let us go to pray. There is no time. So your body is still refusing. And someone told me, I don't know, why is it that my eye just treats? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you also know that, eh? Maybe it's Kumoja, you try. Uchukwe mayai. Uchemshe kwa nyumba. Weke kachumbari. Na weke kwa ndo. Uzungushe ukienda kwa bedroom. Unarudi kitchen. Probably one kama italeta. So you are... This dimension of asking is normally very distracted dimension. Whereby your mind is still in constant battle 
with your spirit. He doesn't want to bow down. He doesn't want to, to, to continue praying. He doesn't want to continue seeking God. This dimension, a lot of times you find yourself, you are praying in tongues, but your mind is not there. Have you realized that? Uh, okay, good. So, <laughs> it's true. Galatians chapter 5 verse 17, he says, For the flesh lasted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do things that you would. If you want to pray, you, you cannot. If you want, you have to force, you have to, to, to make your body to come to terms with the spirit. So you have to force your body. However, how do you overcome this? You continue to pray. Whether you are distracted or not, continue to pray. Are we together? Uh, have, you, have you found yourself, you are trying to, I'm trying to pray, but someone is reminding me of my ex. <laughs> you are trying to pray, you are thinking of character development things. So, you continue to pray. At this dimension, continue to pray. You are still working on your spirit, your, on, your, on your body. You are still trying to make your flesh to come to terms with the fact that I have to pray. Don't worry. These things happen to everyone. Even though, still everyone is at his dimension. Everyone is at his level. However, when you find yourself at, at, at this particular place, don't worry. Don't. Don't worry. Just continue praying. Keep at it. Continue praying. Continue praying. At this point now, let me tell you something. That as you continue, the Bible says that we pray and we don't get. It's important I mention this. We pray and we don't receive. We ask and we don't get. Why? Because we pray amiss. Right? A lot of times why we don't get what we are praying is because of failure to give thanks. Failure to give thanks. That one is in the book of James. Failure to give thanks. Now, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Okay, James chapter 4 verse 3. I'm moving quickly because of time. Or do you ask God for them and yet fail to receive? Because you ask with wrong purpose and evil selfish motives. Your intention is when you get what you desire, you spend it on sensual pleasures. Now, one of the reasons why God is bound, not because he doesn't want, but he's bound from giving you what you're asking for in this dimension of asking is because of ungratefulness. The speed of being ungrateful. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known. So you must be able, in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with, with, not end, with, as you are praying and asking God, give me this, give me that, it must be accompanied by thanksgiving. It says with. Do you understand the word with? It is not end thanksgiving. It says with thanksgiving. So it means you must bring yourself to a place whereby you are thanking God because of where he brought you. There are so many things that you can thank God. So many things. Give thanks to God for he is good. So he is just there are, so, there are thousands and one things you can give God thanks. And one of the ways to give thanks is acknowledging him. Acknowledging. 
The Bible says in your eyes, acknowledge God. Acknowledge the things that he has done to you. Before you come to tell him, uh, 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 give me this. Now give me this. Now give me this scholarship. You have to thank him. Acknowledge him. Who was with you before you arrived here? Who made you to arrive here? So it's very important to, to have that kind of understanding. He says, Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, uh, Philemon, sorry, that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, Christ Jesus. Do you understand the point? So you must be careful to be thankful to God. Because even the Bible says the ten lepers that were healed, when one came back to thank God, the Bible says he was made whole. He was made whole. The, one, the nine that went, they were not made whole. It's only that the Bible is silent about them after that, but I am quite sure maybe this thing struck them again. Or probably something else struck them. Whole means that his finances were healed. His health was healed. His children were healed. His destiny was healed. So there is wholeness in thanking God. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So in your asking dimension, you must, uh, you must choose to be thankful to God. And then you continue like that. You continue to throw in thanks in there. You continue to thank Him. He says in the book of uh, Luke chapter 17, verse uh, 15 downwards, He says, and one of them, when he was healed, he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go your way. Thy faith has made thee whole. So by thanksgiving you are made whole. And when you are made whole now, you are able even to easily receive that which you are asking for. Because now, you untie God. You untie God. You let God now be able to answer your prayer. You receive that which you are asking. You are made whole. So when you are made whole now, what happens is that if you continue to pray like this, you continue to pray like this, you continue to pray like this, what happens next is that you begin to have this kind of peace. There is a level of peace, man of God. There is a level of peace that surpasses knowledge. There is a level of peace that surpasses knowledge. There is a level of peace. In this level of prayer, this dimension of prayer, now when you come to find this dimension of prayer, when you begin to, to get that peace, let me tell you what is happening to you. You are now beginning to cross the border to the next dimension. I want you to get this so that you don't just pray for uh, you don't know what is happening. You just pray and then you say amen and go home. You don't know what has happened in the process. There is a process. There is things happening in the spirit. Your prayer is not just prayer. 
things are happening in the spirit. Praise God. So, you are slowly beginning now to cross to the next level. Get, get me back to... Yeah. Isaiah, we will come back to this verse. Get me back to this prayer, that, uh, this verse, Philippians, that says that uh, be anxious for nothing. And the peace of God. Let us read together. One, two, three, go. Uh-huh. 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 Shall keep. Now, when you continue to pray like this, wherever you are not anxious, you are giving your supplication to God. You are asking with thanksgiving. He says now, the result is that the peace of God, which surpasses knowledge, peace that you cannot explain. I know things have not yet happened in my home. I know probably I don't know the next meal that where I'll get it. But there's peace that comes with it. He says now, the peace of God which surpasses knowledge. Now, he says, shall come to you by Christ Jesus. Now, when you get this kind of peace, understand that now, you are crossing into the next dimension, which is called seek. He says, ask, you shall get. Seek, you shall, you shall find. Now, let me tell you, people of God, you know, some of these dimensions, I know you have passed through them, but you don't know. It happens, it's not it's something you, you, you plan, it's just, you know, the spiritual world, as long as you fulfill uh, the, 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 the procedure that is required, it just cooperates. So whether you know it or you don't know, these things happen. But it's good now you have an understanding. You go now into another dimension called seeking. Now in this dimension of seeking, this one is the holy place. It's the holy place in the tabernacle. Whereby now you have begun to slowly by slowly to get to the frequencies of heaven. Slowly by slowly. And now what happens is that most of the times your prayer requests, your prayer points, they begin to vanish. Have you noticed this? They begin to vanish. You now even don't think about yourself. You now don't think about yourself. This is where now Romans chapter 8 verse 26a comes into place. Whereby now the Holy Spirit helps you. He picks you now from your prayer. He begins to pray in you. Verse 25 he says, Romans chapter 8 verse 25, but if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself, not itself, that was the wrong rendering. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings we cannot be uttered. Now, the, the part B, we are going there. But, in, now, as you cross into the seeking, now the focus turns from the things that were distracting you, from your prayer points, from your needs, and it goes into you just want God. You are beginning to, Jesus, you are good. I love you. I worship you. The I am that I am. I give you glory. 
I praise you. It is only you that I want. It is only you that I want. The Holy Spirit begins to charge you. To charge you. To pick up your inner man. To begin to take control of the flesh. So that you, you can now be able to zoom into something. Now this is the dimension of focus. You have, you have, you have moved from the dimension where there is distraction. Now the second dimension you have focus. You begin to get focus. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 26 where they had put that he has blessed him whose eyes is stayed on him. So the first thing you fetch is the blessing of stain, the blessing of focus. You begin now to attract the heart of God. 26 verse 3 says Isaiah, Though will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted on thee. So now you are in a place whereby your heart is focused on God. Your heart is sold out to God. No matter the circumstances, no matter the situation, so the distraction is not there anymore. So now you are focused. You'll be able to zoom. Now what happens at this particular point in time is that now the Holy Spirit begins to guide you through what to pray for, what to say, even the words. As you continue with this, as you continue to flow with this, that what happens is that there is a dimension you reach to whereby you are able even to understand your own tongues. When you pray, you are able to understand. Not word by word, but you are able to understand. You are able now to get to a place whereby you can understand. The Holy Spirit begins to, He picks you up. To help you navigate through the prayer zones, through what you should say, what you should say to God. Because on your own, you cannot go to heaven. You, you, on your own, there is no way you can circumnavigate to be able to reach there. But the Holy Spirit helps you. Now He helps you so that, so that He leads you to the place because you have to go to the Holy of Holies. That is where now you begin to feel like you just want God. You don't want anybody. You don't want anything. You just want God. For my altar is calling you. Oh God. My altar is calling you. My altar is
it is at this point whereby your altar now begins to call on him. At this time now you begin to get to to get the deal of Mount Zion. You are able now to get to the the Bible says he is a reward of them that seek him. In this seeking dimension, God gives you a reward. He gives you a what? He gives you a reward. And what is the reward? He gives you himself. You have an altar in your heart that is serviced by this kind of worship I'm talking about. You begin just to worship him. You know your tongues are not about yourself. You know your tongues are not about your children. You know your tongues are not about the enemies. You know your tongues are not about anything else. But you know your tongues are about God. About worshipping Him. Oh God, I love you. God, I worship you. The I am that I am. The Yahweh. My is the fellow bar. A peso commander. A rosia cacosia. Fellow mamba ragadosha. Ria command legea. A voze matalaba. You zoom in into the dew of heaven. Akushakalabagada. It is at this point when some people now begin to zoom in until because of the presence of God that comes in, you just begin to shake. You just begin to vibrate. In your prayer room, in your prayer closet, you are there, you are vibrating, you don't know what is happening. And now some people here begin to disfigure. Someone was just, someone was just well and uh, he was just a good brother. He came and now he's like, Someone is just like, <laughs> no, no, it's okay, it is okay. People, different people react differently to the Holy Spirit. Get what is yours and move with it. Don't Don't worry about people. You just move with whatever is there. What is most important is for you to catch the helm of God. That is what is important. Be there. Even if you disfigure, you disfigure. Whatever you do, <laughs> Some people just become like zombies. Others even don't have the words. Don't worry. Just continue seeking Him. Continue praying. Continue seeking God. Move with what you, you know. Move with what your spirit tells you to move. As long as you are not copying, as long as you are not trying to copy someone else, as long as it is in you, don't mind the environment. Release yourself to God. It is you and God, not you and man. It is you and God. Let it flow. Don't limit God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. 
For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, when you diligently seek him, as you continue to seek him, now he will give you a reward. And the reward is the next dimension. It is called the Holy of Holies. The dimension called seeking, knocking. You are knocking. You are now knocking in the Holy of Holies. Ah, you have now arrived. You have arrived in the place of God. In the highest point of God. People of God, don't tire until you reach this level. It is at this point where you get the Rema word. It is at this point where by God speaks. Now let me tell you, at this point, remain quiet. This is the point where you remain quiet. <laughs> this is the place you only hear things like, I enter the holy of holy. I enter through the blood of the Lord. Worship you only. I enter to honor you. You can the honor him at this point. In this dimension, it's only about God and His holiness. The reason why there are limited even songs that can even be sung in that dimension is because the holiness of God surpasses everything. The holiness of God surpasses everything that you can see. Then holiness is righteousness, is glory. You can only see uh, knocking. You are now beginning to knock. He says, when you knock, the door shall be 
opened unto you. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. The Bible says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now, let me tell you this part, this scripture. What happens is that when you get into that holy of holies, number one, what happens is that the, 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 you, you, you are given the, what do we call this? The, the part of your work that you must do on earth. You are, you, you, you now, you are now able to tell exactly what you are supposed to do. Because the, more, the Bible says, when we look unto Jesus, we become like him. When we, 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 we look at God, we become more like him. The Bible says, at this point, at this point, the Bible says, as he was praying, the fashion of his countenance was altered. The fashion of his countenance, he was transfigured. Transfiguration simply means that what is in the inside, the spirit man, comes out. And it engulfs the, the, the physical man. The physical man is not there anymore. That time is not the body that you know. It's the spirit that is in you. It becomes one with the Lord. What you say from that point is that says the Lord. That says the Lord. That is what the Bible says. The is the candle of the Lord because He lights you up. You become the light of God. At this particular point, you become His light. You, you, you become you become His mouthpiece. <sighs> Vomperoza, Nekelo, Jadikakata, Randoza, 